Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have Pat Helmers, and Pat is the author of The Selling with Confidence Sales System. He believes great sales is based on having a mindset of I'm here to help and add value. He believes that anyone can help to become a skilled seller with their current personality by drawing upon their passions for the business and becoming a master seller. Welcome to the show, Pat. Thanks for having me, Tail. Hey. Now, Pat, you're also a host of a weekly Sales Babble podcast, so I'm excited to talk about all thin sales with you today. So first thing I want to say is why is sales important? Well, Tao, I think I think sales is, is fundamental to any business and uh, it's the it's the root of, of the trade. I, I read something on e I listened to a podcast called Econ Talk and they once said that something that separates humans from animals is the fact that we do these trades and uh, you know you give me a banana, I give you an apple kind of thing. <laughs> And uh, but sometimes it's not clear it's a good deal. Yes, yes, no, no, no. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, but you know, when people say sales, they always think, "Oh gosh, car salesman. Like, what? Well, why do I need to sell? Sell? You know, sales just has a bad rep." But why do you think that you, the way you talk about sales is very important? Where you're focusing on creating value and not like a me, me, me type of thing. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that's phony. I think that's baloney. You know? mm-hmm. It's a yucky thing, um, you know. That it's pushy and assertive and aggressive. And now, I I think what makes for great sales is the attitude of "I am here to help you," mm-hmm. and, and I want to understand what your issues are in your business, and let's see if I can help you. And if you have that attitude, it's so much easier to be successful in sales. Gotcha, gotcha. Was was it always like that for you? Because you know. I imagine that you know. I don't know if you were born with the sales, the gift of sales, but did you get to a level where you sort of had this trial and error, and then you figured it out, and you're like, ah, 
No, 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 not at all. Actually, I, my background is uh, I was one of these nerdy Dilbert kind of computer programmer types of people. <laughs> so, okay, that's, that's where I came from. You know, I was a techie guy, and um, and we sold, we made stuff that I really loved. I thought was very powerful, and nobody bought it. Uh huh. So then, what? Then, then, why didn't it work? Why do you think it didn't work? I, I couldn't. Fi- I couldn't figure out for the life of me why people didn't buy things. So. Eventually in my career, I eventually started moving up closer and closer to closer to the customer, and eventually became a sales guy. And then I learned that um, just because you make great stuff, it doesn't mean that people's going to buy it. And there's reasons for that, and that's why I got into sales. Okay, okay. The reason I was asking that is because sometimes the question that comes up is: Are people born uh, born into sales, or can they learn it? And yeah. many, some people dive into that. I don't know, gray area where it's like, ah, you learn it, but some people are just natural at selling. They have that charisma. I don't, I don't know where you fall into that um, line of questioning or reasoning. Uh, I, I believe I, I believe it's something you can learn. Yeah, okay. Now, I, I, I totally do. In fact, they say that, you know, sometimes people say they're really good with people and they talk a lot. Well, sometimes they talk too much and they're great. <laughs> yes. And some people are extremely introverted and shy and they're not going to be good. But the vast majority of the people are somewhere in between. Okay. No, no. But what about people that are shy? People that are shy and people that are like maybe find themselves in new environments and whether it's selling themselves or selling a product or selling their brand or selling their resumes to a company, prospective clients, or to just uh, make a quarter. And, you know, it's, it's something that feels unnatural to them. Um, how do you, what can they do to build these skill sets? Yeah, they're going to need to. I, I believe that they draw upon the passion that they have for the business that they're in. That they, if, if they are truly selling things and providing services that have value, you know, products that really rock. If they truly believe in them, they can draw upon that desire to to learn some of the things that you need to do in sales. Some of the things like the ability to uh, reach out to people, you know, to if they're really shy, that's kind of hard. But if you kind of know ahead of time what to say, it's much more easier to be confident. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I that, that's what I teach in my classes. That's why that's why it's called selling with confidence. If you know what to say and when to say it, it's much more easier to be less shy and mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it because I, I don't think people always approach it that way because they think. Um, it's like programmed. You know, you have all these self-limiting beliefs, and you, sometimes people have this, like I said earlier, the stereotypes about um, kind of what great sales is and what a great salesman is, and then they don't want to sort of dive into that area. But um, what I like about what you do is that you're, you're saying sales is not what it's been uh, sold as. Essentially, you use that word to use the pun. It's not what it's been sold as for yep. centers, really. It's it's actually something that that it's almost necessary in everyday's life because everybody's selling every day whether you know it or not and it's whether you're you're selling your brand you're selling your personality you're selling the business or you're selling um um you know yourself to a client but it's 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 how you you approach it and the mindset you have and your mindset is creating value and even if you're shy there's a way that you can get to it where you you, you talk yourself into the saying this is good for my personal development and this is also good for me to advance in whatever I want to do, whether I want to help someone else's or, or I want to help my life. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely that that you know that pay forward kind of space where let me see if I help any people I can help. Mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe I can help them with my products and services. Maybe I can't. Maybe I know somebody who's a better fit for them. Let's just have a conversation and see if there's a fit or not. And that's how I kind of see sales is. It's not a sales call or a sales presentation. It's like, you know, Taylor, let's you and I just have a conversation about this. Let's just have a little chat about this. Let's just see where it goes. And maybe it goes someplace and maybe it doesn't. But let's just let's just sit down, you know, share a cup of coffee and, and chit chat about this. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> that's the mindset. Like that's kind of the mindset you have. Yeah. No, no, it definitely is. It definitely yeah, that's is. what makes for great sales. Yeah, yeah, you but you, you know that that conversation that that thing is let's have a mindset let's have a coffee let's talk about it um it's, it's almost intimidating sometimes when you when you get that because you some, sometimes i find myself i go into these environments and i'm thinking ah do i have to be prepared do i have to sell something or do they just want to know me or do they want like something else in, in, in like a paper or a pdf or like a whole spiel of who what i can bring to them and the value i bring and it almost sometimes make me it makes me less genuine and other times when I find that I'm calmed down and I'm just like conversational, the conversations end up lasting longer than the coffee itself. And it, it leads to like, oh, you know, let's catch up for another type of thing. Um, is, that, is that true? Or do you feel yeah. like, yeah. There's, well, I tell you, actually, this is a paradox. And I think you, you, have, you have a very good point. You're better off, I think, to a certain degree when you go in with the attitude of like, let's just ask some questions. Let's kind of wing it and kind of see how it goes. And it's going to be much more comfortable. However, at the same time, it's, it's, it's important that you really understand what are the benefits and the value that your products and services bring. Right. That you know, it's almost like you got the cards up your sleeve. You know before you even chat with them the common things that they're going to speak about. What a great, what a, what, what a great question, what a, what a great salesperson commonly does is, is that they will ask some penetrating questions to see whether or not a client is um, qualified or not. Right. And what I commonly and and what I like to think of is what you're kind of trying to do is kind of sort people out. Yeah. You know, some people are going to be qualified, some aren't. So I actually have these sort questions. <laughs> that I, ask, <laughs> I believe, like for example, like one great the one great question you would ask a prospective client would be something like, "Tell me about your story." That's the S. Uh, Where did you come from? Where are you at? What's your happily ever after going to be? Where do you want to be someday? Okay. And just ask that and listen. And then you would ask a question like, so what are the obstacles? That's the O. What are the obstacles to that happy ever after story happening? You know, And, and they're going to say, well, this is stopping me and this is stopping me. And you're going to be going, oh, really? Oh, how, oh that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And, th and then you ask the question, an R question, a ramification question. Because of these obstacles, how does that hurt your business? And they might say, "Oh, because of this, my profits are getting squeezed. Because of this, my revenue is going down. Because of this, my cost is going up. Because of this, the frustration is increasing in my organization, and people are quitting." And oh, I can't believe I live like. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you know, one of the things though that the you know staying on this authenticity and story thing is, how do you know that what you're saying is true? How do you know that your story is true? And maybe if you have a story and example to share, it would be great. But um, sometimes when people are selling, it's like you know they've almost talked themselves into it, and sometimes they don't feel it's, like it's true. But I'd love to hear your point of your point of view on that. And um, if you have a story, I'd love to hear what that is. 
Now, like I used to, uh, I used to sell software, and I remember back in the day where um, we would be giving demos. Yes, and, and we would actually tell stories in the demos. <laughs> so instead of like, uh, I was we show them the software. I would say, "Have you ever been in a situation where you're in the office?" And you're minding your own business, and the phone rings, and all of a sudden you gotta like pull some information out, and you go to the system that you have, and you're stuck, and you can't find it, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't do that, like, and then they're all going, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I would say something, like, well, let me show you how ours does that. See, I do a click here and a click here, and there's that data, <laughs> and I wait for them to go, ooh. And I go, click here, and they would go, ah, like they're watching fireworks. Uh-huh. And then I would then kind of like, sh- kind of show them what the transformation could be. And I would say something like, what I just showed you is not just how this portion works. The whole thing is designed like this with you in mind. And then they would go, wow. And then what's really would be powerful in a lot of these demos, then people would start saying, they would start having ownership language where they would say things like, "Oh, I could see how I could do that." I would ask them things like that. Do you see how this would fit in your in your you know in your business in your organization? Mm. And they would go, "Oh, I can see how this." And then they would start selling each other on that. And then I would just shut up and let them talk. <laughs> you know, you know that you. I was laughing because my first job out of college was a sales job, and it, I wasn't something that I originally planned because I I went to the company to be. To help them with the digital media and social media, and then um, you know the CEO and and the, uh, the the CTO at the time told me, "Hey, look, um, we're a software company. We are going to need you to sell these uh, accounts, and you have a ten thousand dollar quota." So you know there was very little sales orientation. I just sort of had to do it. Um, and and one of one of the things that was really bothering me was like. Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't know how to sell it. And, yeah, because I was like, you can't be, you can't, you can't expect me to sell ten thousand dollars. And and over a while, I started to get the hang of it. But they gave you no training. You yeah, didn't have no. It was very limited training. I mean, they gave me like one or two demos, and then it was like, yep, make the phone call. And you know, I, I had to tough through it. But one of the things that I found was that art of story and positioning it to them. Right. So it comes back to your value. Where I was like, well, what are the pain points you have? How do you feel like this could help you solve this? And then you you sort of channel that uh, conversation towards that. Now, yeah. And I find that one of the mistakes, a lot of the mistakes that a lot of um, entrepreneurs or salespeople make is, is thinking from the I point of view. This is how I think instead of looking at the consumer and the intended target market. Is it, what, would you agree with me that that's a mistake they make? And if, if there are others, please enlighten me and the audience on that. I think far too many people don't really understand their ideal client. Hmm. People are, mo- are motivated by two things, pain and desire. And, uh, and, and, and the vast majority of the decisions are based more on pain than on desire. If you have a headache, you're immediately going to go buy aspirin. You go out to Walgreens and <laughs> do it. <laughs> so if you want a new pair of shoes, you'll put it off to the weekend. When you, get, you might shop, you might go to a few stores, you'll take your sweet time because you have a desire for that. Far too many sellers have no idea what, what, what's in the heads of, of, of their prospective clients, of an ideal client. They got no idea what motivates them. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, only, the only thing that's really motivating the sales is like, my boss says, I got to make my $10,000 quota. 
and then, <laughs> that's how I was thinking too, though. That's all I was thinking, and I started thinking about what am I going to do to make ten thousand dollars this month, and that's it. And I, the two weeks before, you know, the week or the two weeks before the end of the month, it'll be panic, 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 rush. Not not worry about anything. Just try to find a way to sell any account just to make sure I got that ten ten thousand dollars, and that was not providing any value because I wasn't retaining some older customers who I, I should have invested more time building relationships i was just focusing on just trying to get quick wins and i wasn't thinking of long term and i wasn't thinking of anything and that was one of the things i realized like this is not helping my pipeline in any way because i'm yeah, losing uh, every month but your experience is very common yeah far too many companies don't invest at all in training in their sales staff and what you get for that is you get a lot of turnover mm-hmm. you get people stumbling and bumbling through these deals uh, you get you may be finding them perfectly good leads mm-hmm. right and they're just and they're just squandering them, mm-hmm. squandering them. So yeah. that's yeah, so no, that's, that's something that pained me. That's why I created the selling with confidence class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So, so, so let me ask you. This. So then, why did you get into sales, and how did you get into sales? Since you said that was a pain point for you, and that was something that pained you. So, what's the story behind that? Why did I get into sales? Yeah, and how did you? I really wanted to know why things, why things were, why some things, some. I really wanted to know why some technologies were adopted and some weren't, why some were successful and some were failures. I really wanted to know what motivated people to buy. And then once I got into sales, I, what I, I became fascinated was was the idea of like, I want to help other people. And that's what motivates me now. So your motivation was to help other people help themselves, essentially. <laughs> that's what it is. That That's what it became. Yes. Event, er, Earlier, it was just kind of more of an academic thing. It was like, why is this successful? This isn't, you know, kind of mm-hmm. more like scientific-wise. But as time went on, it became much more in the space of like, I really want to help people. Okay. Because, because when you're told, thank you, thank you for providing your service, thank you for giving this demonstration. When, it's weird when you give a sales presentation and you have an audience clap. That's <laughs> just... It is weird. I, you're on, I'm, I'm so with you on that. I just started speaking at uh, conferences this year, and it's always the weirdest thing when I hear a clap. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just this one guy, and I can't believe they got value out of that. Uh, but, it, it's, but it's such a limiting belief because I've had to almost train myself to understand that I'm providing value. But it's, you know, initially it wasn't just the way I was programmed. I was like, man, you know, I'm getting on the stage, and I'm putting all this time and I have to have that. It's like you said, selling with confidence. I have to have that confidence so that I can communicate that value. But it, it is so weird sometimes when I hear claps. I, I can't I can't express to you how weird it is because it's I'm one of those people that always deflects every single form of uh, praise or anything. Um, but yeah, I think that sometimes f- feeds into business and something like that. And I always have to snap myself out of that. You know, when it comes to limiting beliefs, when it comes to limiting beliefs. It's possible with practice for anyone to become really good at something if they put if they put some time and energy into it. Mm-hmm. And um, it and, and all it really requires is uh, you know is, is having a good coach and and in practicing. It's like it's like anything. Uh, you worked out this morning. We were chatting about you. You worked out this morning, right? right. What, do you, what do you do, Tail? What's your thing? Oh, <laughs> I do a lot. Of this. I do. I mix it up. Um, so weights, uh, insanity, I mean, just many other things. I just try to. I try to do. Let's let's take weights. I just started doing kettlebelling this year. 
Ah. In, in January. And mm-hmm. it was a really difficult thing for me to start. Yes. But now I feel so proficient at it. I have confidence in the power of kettlebells that I never had before. But that didn't, that wasn't that way to start. Mm-hmm. But, but I had a great coach, you know, and, and I was vigilant about it. And I kept at it every, uh, a few times every week. And, and over time, it's been, it, for me, it's been a phenomenal thing. I've like lost 20 pounds. Oh, it's good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well done. Look at you. That's commitment right there. You know, it wasn't all kettlebells, but the whole thing is like, how can people, how can, how can they do that? How can somebody, how can a fat old guy like me do something like this? Because, mm-hmm. be, because I just stuck with it, you know? And I believed in the possibility that someday I could become comfortable with this. <laughs> wasn't at first, but I, I believe a lot of this is all about uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And, um, but if you have the inside idea, when it comes to sales, I really do believe, if you have the idea that uh, I'm here to help, and that my company can really help you, and I can make things better for you, that goes a long ways towards creating that passion of getting over those fears, getting over those limiting beliefs, and being successful. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so with you. I, I, I say that be comfortable, being uncomfortable a lot, but um, with oh, you, yeah, yeah, but yeah, and that's you know because you're, I'm sure it's it's because great minds think alike. <laughs> I'm just, thinking, <laughs> just <laughs> but 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 um, you're such a sharp guy. I know, you know that that's <laughs> due to my own horn there. But um, but the thing is um, like it's, it goes in line with what you like to say, which is be yourself, add value, make sales. Now, reason I want to hone in on that is um, a lot of people in the audience listen today. They tend to. Um, identify with several cultures. So part of the things that come with that is that they don't know where they fit in, right? Because they, they've always moved around. Um, and when it comes to selling themselves as entrepreneurs or even to prospective employees, they don't know what to say about themselves because sometimes they don't feel like they're enough of something. Now, that personal selling is something that I find that people need to work on a lot. But what do you say to those people to work on? Like how do you become that that person that knows your your blind spots and then knows how to accentuate your 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 strengths okay here's a good tip let's say you're looking for a job mm-hmm. right you brought this up and i haven't really addressed this let's say you're looking for a job mm-hmm. what selling is you so find four or five friends and ask them the question of like what do you think makes me what do you believe is my greatest strengths what makes me extraordinary and what makes me value to the world? 
And if you ask four or five friends to like tell you that and you write it all down, read that. <laughs> read it. Every time before you go out looking for uh, a, a new position. Huh. So, so if you're looking for a job, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm a big notion of using LinkedIn to, uh, to connect with prospective employers, you know, putting your, you know, putting your resume in the black hole of the website, it's just a waste of time. <laughs> you start connecting in LinkedIn to people until you finally find some hiring manager. Yes. And you reach out to them, say, I believe I, you know, from what I see from your company, I believe I can add value. I would love to have a chat about that. And then you read that, you read that while you're powerful, just before you, you actually have that phone call with them, you'll be, you'll be ready. Because you will truly believe in your heart that, look, I do have value. I can't add value to that company. And that company would be fortunate to have me as an employee. Hmm. So affirmation, that's speaking into existence that within and believing it, reading it out, saying it, make, taking that first step, but taking that step to actually connect. And it's not baloney that you just say to yourself. This no. is stuff that people have told you. Your friends have told you, your brothers and sisters have told you, your spouses or your kids or, you know, or your parents. Yeah, no, and, and it's so true. I, I think it's, I think as we grow older, we, um, we start to be, become what that, more realistic, which is, which, is, which is very bad. It's in my opinion because it's the idea of being realistic is like, oh, well, that's not possible. This is not possible. And you start to buy into like, well, this is the only model of success. And other people have done this, but not many people have done this. I don't want to be that like ten percent that fails. Um, that you know, uh, that ninety percent that fails. I want to be in something where I'm assured a guarantee. And then what happens is that you almost limit yourself in in, in the sense that you're, you're not actually being as more as much of yourself as you need to be because you don't you're not allowing yourself to express what the, the potential you you know of what you could be because you're just like shutting down and keeping things. That that could be great to other companies down, and no one ever realizes that until you, uh, you know, until maybe someone around you decides to wake you up and say, you know, you're great at this. I don't know why you're doing this. Um, yeah, that's what I think sometimes. What a crime that is, isn't it? Yeah. What do you say? What a crime. It is a crime. I think it's a crime, and 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 I think you know whoever came up with the saying, you are the the average of the five people you, you spend your time with or the sum of the five people you spend your time with, I think it's I think it's such a great quote because it's either they weigh you down or they bring you up. Right? I totally agree. Yeah. Like, you need to surround yourself with powerful people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, like today I'm talking to, I'm talking to you know, Pat Helmers because I'm, I'm like, I want to elevate myself. So I, I'm working. <laughs> so, but I'm working on that. But um. <laughs> So speaking of elevating yourself, what what why did you start the Sales Babble podcast? What is the what's the premise of the podcast? The premise of the podcast is selling secrets for non-sellers. Hmm. No, there's a lot of people out there who have a passion about their business. They have a passion about the things they believe. Maybe a nonprofit that they're working on, but they think this selling is sleazy and yucky. Sales Babble is all about that average person, ordinary person. Can actually become proficient in sales. So we interview sales experts and people who are in sales, and we give people uh, strategies and tactics that they can immediately apply, immediately apply in their businesses and be successful. Right. No, it's, it sounds good. And then, uh, how many episodes are you, are you in? Well, actually, I think I just published seventy-eight. 
because I've been doing this 78? So Whoa, yeah, you're, you're almost catching up with me. Uh, I'm, I'm in the 80s, but wow, so you, you have been. We're, we're, we're been doing about the same amount of time. I think I started in March 23. Last year, 2014. Yeah, ah, yeah. You started before me. Then I started uh, in August. August. That's when I started. How often do you do these? I only do it once a month, once a week. Yeah, no. I, I started doing. I started once a week. Then I started to do it twice a week. And then oh. that that was that. See, that's really out. You know, math just caught up with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could give the audience one piece of advice that they can immediately take action today, what would that be? Um, it's something I've already said. Um, but let me add one thing to it. When you meet somebody and you ask them about, and you ask them about themselves, with the attitude of how can I help, when you ask them, truly listen to the answer. Hmm. Really listen to what they say, and to follow up when you do speak based upon how they answered. Far too many people. What they're really listening for is that break so that they can start talking. Mm, mm. They're not genuinely present with the person at the time. Great sales is about truly listening to the other person and responding in kind. Listening to the other person and responding in kind. Uh, listening and can definitely lead to... I guess many sorts of uh, questions that you could probe, right? You can find out if someone says something that you, you catch. You could say, you know, you could probe and, and you make them even talk more about why that's a pain point for them and how, you know, they're looking for help. And that could actually help better inform you of a way you could provide value, I find. As I mentioned before, I have these sort questions. I actually didn't finish that up. Let me, let me finish it up. Okay. The, the sort of questions are, tell me your story, tell me the obstacles that stops your story from happening, then tell me what are the ramifications of those obstacles on your business, and then the T is transformation. What kind of transformation would happen to your business if I made those obstacles go away? <laughs> and then you, you already kind of know what the answer is, yeah. what you're selling. Let them say it. Well, Teo, if all those problems went away, well, that means that you know my 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 revenues would go up, uh, my profits would rise, my uh, my costs would drop, uh, my frustrations would lower, I'd have a happier team, I'd be able to get more people. All these kinds of things would happen if the, if I could make those obstacles go away. And then what a great seller does, then what they say then is, well. Since you believe that this transformation will be powerful for you, I have something I'd like to show you. And then they reach into their bag and they pull out whatever product or service they have. Hmm. So you don't, you don't start presenting until you've asked all these sort questions. You've sorted out who's a prospect and who's, not, who's a qualified prospect and who's not. And you only present to people who are qualified prospects. How many times have you been at a networking event where, you, where someone introduces themselves to you and they start talking for five minutes about their stuff? Oh, all the time. With, and they never ask you to see if you're even qualified to buy it. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And the other day, start yeah. telling me about, oh, I got this insurance program. We do this, it does that, da 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 I'm like, look, I already got insurance. I ain't buying new insurance. 
huh. you should ask me first is, are you happy with your insurance program? And if I said no, then maybe you would you could start speaking. Yeah, but, e- even that though, if someone came up to you and asked you, "Are you happy with your insurance program?" and that was the first thing they said, uh, wouldn't you be turn? Wouldn't you be put off by that? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Let me. Here's this is what I would do. Let's say you're a networking event and you're, you're selling shirts. I would say something along the lines. I would say, "So, so Pat, what do you do?" Well, you know, I'm I'm a uh, I, I, I'm a, what do they call? It? I don't even know what they call them. I, I'm an insurance agent, and uh, we provide insurance for these kinds of people and that kind of people in these kinds of situations. Um, do you, do you? I mean, do you have insurance for like this? Are you in one of those people in those kinds of situations? And then, and then you would maybe say yes or no. <laughs> say, no, not really. Or yes, we ever have it. I would say, oh, that's cool. How about you? And then you tell. Won't you tell me about you now? I just let it go. But if they said, oh, you know what, I. I am a homeowner, and I do have insurance with this company. I'm not very, very happy with them. Oh, really? Tell me more. Why are you unhappy with them? Well, because of this and that. Oh, really? Ah. <laughs> really? Tell me more about that. Oh, how about that? And, and because you're unhappy with this, and because you're unhappy with these people, what are, what are the ramifications are on you? Oh, oh, my girlfriend's unhappy because of this and my kids are unhappy because of that and my parents yeah and that's when the story that's when the stories start to come you know oh and i try to like i I try to make a claim and they were just about a hassle and and you're going really really oh my that's got to be terrible because i'm because what i'm doing is i'm ratcheting up that pain in that right Hmm. oh so next thing you know they're like pissed they're like and then you go well, what if what if you were what if you were to have an insurance company that completely made those all those problems go away? How would that affect? How would that transform your life? Oh, that would be amazing! Really, really. Well, you know what? We should chat. This is my card. I'm going to send you an email, and uh, I do insurance. I'm not going to bore you with it about right now, <laughs> but we do some things that that directly address the kinds of things that you've been asking about. Would you like to connect next week? Well, that would be great, awesome, and that's it. And you just got a, you just got a potential client, and and that I got a qualified client. Yeah, and then, uh, and then it goes. Well, I got a qualified lead. And there you go. That's that's a better term. You look. Yeah, I already forgot about that. That that's the actual term, qualified lead. Got a qualified then, lead. But that's more that's more than you, you expected before. So um, no, right. I, I like the I like the I like that approach. It's it's you're you're framing the question in such a way where they're giving you the information that's that's essentially what what, what you're doing and right then, yeah and, then, and I'm telling them uh, the other thing I'm telling them is I know my business mm-hmm. the right kinds of questions to ask I was genuinely concerned about them um, I wasn't pushy about my stuff in fact I hardly even talked about my stuff but I asked kinds of questions that made the person think like dang this guy knows his stuff Exactly. No, I love it. Cool. I mean, and we're, we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I think the key takeaways that I've, I've been getting from what you're saying is, you know, you've you've got those questions, right? The the most important questions you got to ask, um, and then you just have to you have to. It's something that you have to do. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, um, because it's, no matter what you do, if you don't start, if you don't practice and hone in on, on the craft, you're never going to be able to get to the level where you want to get. Even the best salesman. Um, I have to practice sometimes. I, I think the the narrative that someone can wake out of the bed and just sell. I mean, I guess the people that say that and they wake out of bed and just sell anything. Um, 
I don't know if it's if it's not true, but it's more times than not uh, not the case. You know, they, they've they've done something that they practiced. They put themselves in environments where they they continue to um, to hone in those skill sets, and it's not something that you feel like you should uh, neglect for sure. Yeah, it's like anything, like any muscle, right? Yeah, exactly. Use it or lose it. That's what they use it. I love that. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I always say. Um, where can we find out more about what you're doing, and um, how can we, uh, you know, be you know, be potential qualified leads? Uh, oh. <laughs> for <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'll tell you this: I'm easy peasy to find. Easy peasy. All right. If you go into Google and you type in sales, I, I, I've, Apple. Been, I've been hearing about that Google thing. I don't know. I don't know. I might give it a try. Some people think this internet thing's a fad. It's, I don't know. I fast. Google. <laughs> so I'm skeptical. <laughs> sales babble and salesbabble.com will pop right up. Salesbabble, salesbabble.com. And if you go in, and, if you, and you can find the podcast easy, easy peasy on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. Um, you know all, all 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 those kinds of apps, and you can you can you can subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you go to salesbabble.com, I have lots of preview. I have lots of free stuff on there. Um, lots of you know things that I've written and downloads, and there's just a there's just a whole cacophony of, of things that they can have. Um, I I love helping people when it comes to sales. I'd love to hear. I'd love I'd love to help people and uh, have them grow their business. All right. Well, you know, this just reminded me of one question before we close. That that thing you said, you have a lot of free content. Um, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, or this is I hear this a lot, and I always say, "Why don't you give out your best con- your best stuff?" They're like, "No, I wanted to only give out the sort of good stuff, and then when they when they when they buy into it, I'll give them out the best stuff." And I'm always saying, "But then, don't you want to present the best stuff to them so they buy into you immediately instead of you trying to play this game where you're like, uh, eh, eh, eh. you know, like yeah, can, them. my class, I teach the sort method, yes. you know." So you don't have to buy my class now. I just taught it to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's some of the best stuff that I have. Of course, oh, I in the class, appreciate it. In more thorough detail and rare exercises and things like that. But um, now I believe I believe in being authentic and being real and giving to people. And um, I know a lot of people can't afford uh, everything. Um, I do have something I want to give away for free. Oh, please um, let us know. Um, I have the 20 secrets for selling success, um, 20 secrets for sales success, 20 and, secrets. and it's in it. And I, and if you go to, um, www.salesbabble.com slash as dash told dash by dash nomads as okay. told by nomads. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> doing it right now. Cause I, I have it. I have it directly for your listeners, and uh, they can they can hop right on that. Oh well, I appreciate you doing that, and um, that's very generous of you. Twenty twenty secrets, huh? Sales success. Sales success. No, thank you. Well, it, it's all the stuff that we talked about here. Edit. Actually. Oh, look at I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm seeing it. You definitely have it. Um, instantly download and get instant access. Love it. Well, yeah. No, I mean, so I then the day I. Just want to thank you for coming on and sharing all this uh, secrets because, like you said, I believe anyone can uh, can learn sales and uh, anyone can become highly skilled in sales, but they have to understand the help and the value that they can offer and bring to the marketplace. Amen. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I, I think that's the message you communicate and that's the message you've been saying today. So 
um, you know, thank you so much for reaching out and thank you for gracing us with your presence and just letting us know that it is possible. And it's not always that car salesman that, that comes on at <laughs> at noon, noon when, when in the middle of ESPN <laughs> for your Mercedes or your Toyota Camry. I know, I, mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing the knowledge. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely been enlightening and it's very timely for me because I'm in the process of launching a few things and it's it's a good reminder to myself even though sometimes I always say I'm not a sales guy <laughs> so yeah appreciate that it's been an honor to be your guest Dale uh, thank you the honors are truly mine really appreciate it thank you thank you you've just been listening to the as told by nomads podcast for more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.